So I wanted to share a little story that I shared years ago. It's a personal story about me, obviously. And when I was a kid, about 13 years old, we moved into an apartment over on North Indian Creek Road in Clarkston. And moving to that apartment in Clarkston required that I change high schools. I went from Avondale to Clarkston, and this was before middle schools. Right? So we're talking just a couple of years ago. And which also meant, of course, I would have to cultivate a new group of friends. Because back then, you know, we didn't have the internet or cell phones or the Twitter, right? we were going to get to our friends, our mothers had to take us, and there was not call waiting or caller ID. So, you know, talking on the phone became rare with my old group of friends. But in this new apartment complex, there was an opportunity for a whole bunch of friends. However, many of those friends were hearing impaired. They were hearing impaired because, as it turns out, the Atlanta Area School for the Deaf is on one end of North Indian Creek Drive. My apartment complex was in the middle, and Clarkston High School was at the other end. And many of the students, the hearing impaired students, would split their time between the Atlanta Area School for the Deaf and the high school. And so in order for me to interact with them, I would have to learn sign language. And I, I set my intention to do that. Now, many of them tried their best to teach me, and they did well. And as it turns out, Clarkston had a hearing uh, a sign language class that they would teach hearing students. And so I took those classes. And by the end of high school, I had an abundance of hearing impaired friends, was very proficient in sign language, and I would often serve as interpreter for, for my friends. And so it was, it was a wonderful experience. Now, we want to fast forward just a little bit. I turned 18, and it was like I had to get out of the house. So I moved. I moved to Midtown, which required learning yet a whole other language that I'm still not really proficient in for the most part. depending on who you ask. And today, after all these years, I can still, I, I, I no longer know my sign language, to be honest. I, I, I can recall a few signs every once in a while. One will, one will slide out without me realizing that I'm signing. And if necessary, I can finger spell in a pinch. And I've done that occasionally when I've seen a hearing impaired person struggling with a hearing individual. Right? And so that's, that's my experience with sign language and second language. Now, sign language, like any second language, is a use it or lose it skill. And so we wanted to share this story with you because in speaking the language of presence, source, God, it, too, is a use-it-or-lose-it skill. Like any other second language, the more you practice it, the more you master it. In The Science of Mind, Holmes wrote this. He said, one of the great difficulties in the new order of thought is that, like, is that we're likely to indulge in too much theory and too little 
As a good bunch of religious scientists, scientists in a room, you know what we're talking about here. As a matter of fact, we only know as much as we can prove by actual demonstration. We are likely to indulge in too much theory and too little practice. And here's the thing. If we don't practice, we won't demonstrate. When someone practices only when they're in a pinch, out of, a, out of desperation, it has been my observation that spiritual work done from a consciousness of desperation leaves precious little room for manifesting a journey out of a consciousness of inspiration. When we say to you, practicing the language of presence, understand we're not suggesting speaking in tongues. Learning any special words or incantations or even learning a foreign language the language of presence primarily consists of an intention. Just follow along with that. An intention clarity, wrapped in a feeling of acceptance and expectation, united with an unwaverable knowing. The conversation you have entered into will be fruitful. So, how do one? How does one embody this clarity? This and knowing. Well, we do that by the same way we get to Carnegie Hall. And all together now, how do we get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. The more you practice the language of presence, the more effortless it, effortless it becomes for you to demonstrate. The more effortless it becomes for you to demonstrate, the more second nature this energetic language becomes, and the more second nature the language the more you will be serving as your own, as serving and practicing spiritual mastery. Got that? So i got to tell you a story. It's about a lady. She went with her doctor to her husband to the doctor. And the doctor had to have a little checkup. And after the checkup, the, the doctor called the wife into the doctor's office. And he said, look, I have to tell you, your husband's not doing well not doing well at all. Your husband is suffering from a very severe stress disorder, and if you don't follow my instructions, he's going to die. So here's what I want you to do. Each morning, fix him a very healthy breakfast. Be pleasant at all times. Make him nutritious meals only. For dinner, prepare everything that he loves. Don't burden him with chores. Don't discuss your problems. It will only make your stress worse. Don't nag it. The bottom line is, do everything within your power to make your husband's life easier and happier. If you can do that for the next 10 months to a year, I believe your husband will have complete recovery. On the way home, the husband turns to the wife and says, well, what did the doctor and the wife said, he said you're going to die. <laughs> Jim Ron said you must take personal responsibility. You cannot change the circumstances, the season, the, the wind, but you can change yourself. This is something you have charge of. It is our responsibility 
our honor to foster the expansion of our divinity and our we become the spiritual masters of our journey by taking responsibility and committing to a consistent spiritual practice. A practice of affirmation, of meditation, affirmative prayer, visualizing, scripture. These are the tools, the spiritual tools, which when we when which when practice allow any and all individuals to be proficient in the language of the present. Additionally, by way of practicing these tools, an individual develops an intention of clarity, a feeling of acceptance and expectations united with an unwaverable note. It is through our practice. It's through our practice thought transforms from doubt to confidence, from fear to faith, and from confusion to clarity. Wherever our current state of thought resides, our current experience will exist. Whatever mental images that we play over and over within our imaginations, those reflect as our experience. Again, from the science of mind, Holmes wrote, the one who wishes scientifically, scientifically to work out his problems must take the time to meditate and mentally treat the condition, no matter what the apparent contradictions may be. He is silently working with the law, and the law will find an outlet for his faith. As a result of right treatment, mold form of the subjective mind, or subconscious mind, by the treatment, makes possible just the problems, concrete manifestations. He went on to say the treatment is an intelligent an invisible world. It is a spiritual entity, and it's an actual force now consciously direct. Therefore, it will produce specific So this treatment that Holmes is talking about, of course, more simply is affirmative prayer. What I like to call affirmative prayer. And when we conduct an affirmative prayer, we are creating a new life form, a new entity. And within in the realm of infinite mind. And our words of prayer are simply an extension of our own individual energy, just as we ourselves are an extension of the energy of source. The more attention, imagination, emotion we give to the prayer, the more life-giving energy we are sustaining and nurturing our prayer with. As our words of prayer receive this energy of ours through the resource of our consciousness, it begins to resonate within mind, drawing to it all that is required to demonstrate and to transcend from the possible to the concrete. This is the creative process of our consciousness. This is what defines our being, spiritual beings. The more, the more we practice in harmony with and as the creative process, more we realize that we are honing our skills of spiritual mastery. So I want us to take a look at something else that Holmes said. And he said, the one who wishes to scientifically work out his problems must take the time to meditate and mentally treat the condition, no matter what the apparent contradiction may be. To meditate, to visualize, to 
see that polar opposite of the experience within our minds plays a key role in our creative process. When we enter into meditation, we are freeing our minds from the false limitations of the physical world and allowing our consciousness to be open and receptive to not only creating the possibilities, but to manifesting them in the concrete form. It is within this state of consciousness we are free to visualize any new way of being that we choose. The mental picture itself becomes that new energetic entity taking on a life of its own. And the more positive emotion that we focus within the visualization, the more energy the visualization receives until it transcends from thought to thought. How often do we need to do this spiritual work? prayer, meditation, daily, every day, or until we demonstrate the desired result. I always like to say, part-time effort will always produce a part-time result. Take a look at your affirmation card. It's a quote, one of my favorite quotes from Napoleon Hill, who said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. The language of presence is the emotional vibrational, visual, energetic language of your consciousness. Now, you've been speaking it, offering this language long before you were born, and you will continue to speak it and offer it long after you leave this plane. But to master this language, or to be the second nature skill set, you have to conceive of the idea. Just conceive of the idea that you are more powerful than your past or current circumstance as you are an extension of source energy, an extension of the divine. And as you accept this idea and believe it, you may achieve any and all things. This becomes important for us because we don't want to sit on our laurels when it comes to our spiritual practice. And I've heard people say, well, you know, Reverend Tony, I really don't have anything nothing for me to treat from. I'm happy again. And that's okay, but remember, we're talking about speaking a second language. And if we're going to remain masters of speaking this, speaking this language, we have to use it. So if you have nothing physically that you want to treat for, which is fine by me, treat for even a greater awareness of the perfection of God that you have nothing to treat for physically, which is awesome, treat for expanding your ability to demonstrate this creative energy. Because here's the deal. Spiritual energy source never, never stops. Always vibrates, always moving. And it is in that vibration, in that movement, that it's looking for a like vibration and movement. And if our consciousness is on hold, because we're waiting for the next best thing to treat for, guess what? It's not moving. It's not vibrating. It's kind of just settled in. Settled in to the events of the day. And the events of the day are always evolving. Always energy transforming. Becomes. Let me expand this quote. Because here's the full 
said one of the most common causes of failure is the habit of quitting when one is overtaken by temporary defeat. Before success comes in any man's life, he is sure to meet with much temporary defeat and perhaps some failure. The power that signals success is the power of your mother. There are no limitations to the mind except those we acknowledge. Dreams come true when desire transforms into concrete action. Concrete action. Ask life for great gifts, and you encourage life to deliver them to you. Every adversity carries with it the seeds of a greater benefit. Finish that thought with whatever the mind can conceive and believe. So when we're talking about not being that stagnant energy. Right? We're happy with life, so I don't... No, no. You want to keep that energy flowing. You want to entertain that dialogue, that language with presence. We're talking about shifting, moving, keeping your consciousness always vibrating on high. But in addition to that, you want to follow through with some positive action. You want to follow through with action that supports your consciousness of being. You know, we... We had a great experience Friday night. We went and we fed the kids of Lost and Found. And that's great. We had, there was a bunch of new kids there, um, which tells you that, yes, it really is an issue that needs to be addressed. For those that don't know, Lost and Found is the organization that helps homeless LBGTQ youth, and they provide them meals and outreach services and all that. We go once a month. And so we're, we're at Lost and Found, and again, a whole bunch of new kids are there. But we also had some new volunteers. And one of the things you have to go into this and be aware of, that yes, we're providing them this meal. A, a good, hot, solid meal. Kids love it, right? But, and we're there to be supportive, loving, expressions of source in the moment. The kids love that. But then the next piece to that is you have to be aware that kids, when they fix their go play, they're not fixing a go play to go back home. They're fixing a go play to go back to the tent or back under the bridge or back wherever else they can find temporary shelter. And this was a little troublesome for the new volunteers. And every new volunteer has that angst come into play for them, and it's understandable. But what we want to get to is that in that moment, in that moment, we are shifting the entire universe. In that moment, we are telling these kids and showing these kids how powerful and loved that they are. Now, here's the kicker. See, people think we do this for the kids. <laughs> we do this for ourselves. We do this because in just that one moment of looking beyond the looking beyond whatever is going on for these kids, whether or not they're homeless by choice, whether or not they're on drugs or not, it doesn't matter. We're looking beyond the immediate and recognizing That, that 
what allows our consciousness to grow and expand. That is what allows us to say, I can't be sacrificed. I have to move and allow this energy to express from And understand, as people are working with the source of presence, sometimes we might not have the idea of the energy, what a supportive action may be to get that energy moving in the right direction for them. And my position on that is always take to get the energy moving in the right direction. Always perform an act of humanity. Always perform an act of kindness. Because it's about what? getting the energy moving. And if you can get the energy moving, see it moving within your experience, whether you're shifting it for yourself or someone else, the end result is you're moving the energy. You're no longer stuck. Great little write-up. Just imagine that there's a bank where it credits your account every morning with $86,400. that be awesome? Yeah, baby. And here's the deal. The balance doesn't carry over from day to day. You don't get, get to keep any cash in your balance. And every evening cancels out whatever amount you failed to use during the day. Okay? So, spend it or lose it. What would you do? Well, you would draw out every penny every day, of course. Well, understand you have a bank like this. Have a bank like this. It's a bank of time. And every morning credits you with 86,400 seconds. And every night, it's written off. What's left is written off. It's lost. It carries no balance. It allows no overdrafts. It opens each day amount for you, 86,400. There's no going back. There's no drawing against tomorrow. You must live in the present day and the deposit. So don't you think you would invest it so, to get, so you would always get the utmost amount of health, happiness, love, joy, wealth, and success? When you invest some of that 84,600 That's worthwhile to you living as the spiritual master that you are. Because you see, if we don't do that, we forget that the clock is running. And we forget to make the most out of the day. And we want to begin investing in your spiritual nature. Your daily practice of prayer, visualization, meditation, affirmation, that's your investment to involve and expand the divine within your heart. Raymond Charles Barker used to say, it is socially unacceptable to speak highly of yourself, but spiritually correct to do so. This is important for us because are we investing ourselves in that awareness of being spiritually correct? Saying, wow, in this moment, in this one fleeting moment of perfect presence, I know myself as the divine unfolding the right perfect order and the right perfect action at all times. 
that no matter what is going on for me in the external world, I am still the power of the presence, the energy of the divine vibrating something. Or are we going? Well, tomorrow's Monday. Back to drive. Let me get online and say black and five four days. Understand something. We are always speaking the language of presence. We are always being the spiritual masters of our journey, giving this creative power of the universe direction, the direction to what to reflect as our experience. Individuals falsely, falsely believe that when they do their spiritual practice, they're done with speaking, communing with God for the day. Nice chat there, bud. See you later. By the time the end of the day rolls around, they're wondering why their day turned out looking so differently than their original spiritual intention. After all, they started it with that wonderful, wonderful spiritual tools that we talked about, and they got up, they, then they got dressed, and they kissed the family goodbye, and they off they went to work. They got behind the wheel of the car, and all of a sudden, their competitors of Mario Andretti on the Atlanta 500. They arrive at the office. There'll be water cooler conversations. The competitors are eating their lunch. The boss is a slave driver. The work is too heavy. The workload is too heavy. The pay is too low. And it's time to get back behind the car, the little car, and go back through the Atlanta traffic, where they will fret and fume that the Atlanta traffic is hard, causes them to miss out on some lunch. But by the time they get home, they are a bundle. Waiting to and they're still wondering why their day did not reflect their spiritual effort. We answer them by saying, "It did." are always speaking. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, where our thought goes and it flows without exception. When we focus our attention to something anything. We are acting as the spiritual masters we are here to be, directing the positive energy of the universe to create our experience. In this scenario, the creative energy flowed into heavy traffic, low-paying job, the slave driving boss. And all this person was affirming as, as their experience. Our thoughts, whether we realize it or not, or or not, or are acted upon by song, by source, just as our affirmative prayers are. It is our spiritual practice we use to conceive of a greater idea for ourselves in our experience, but it is our, it is our thoughts, our affirmations, and actions within our experience throughout the day, which either continue to nurture that new life that we have created, or not. I've seen people come into 50 bucks, right? And say, isn't this one? I think I'll put the money into savings and save it for a rainy day. What happens on the rainy day? Their tires blow. And then what do they affirm? Oh, well, easy come, easy go. So be it. From their mouth to God's ears, there is nowhere where source is not present and willing to create for us. Therefore, we are always speaking language of source, 
as sources, always willing to let us, always let us be aware of our spiritual master. Source operates from a mechanical principle. It does not choose what it creates, it only creates based on our affirmations, visualizations, that which we embody through feeling and emotion as our journey. You have 84,600 seconds every single day. Each second contains the last potential to shift your journey to a phenomenal direction. You have to ask yourself, how am I investing my spiritual energy just in this moment of my journey? Is it in what I want, or is it in what I don't want? When you answer that question honestly, you may either shift your consciousness through your spiritual practice, if it's necessary, and step into a whole, step into a whole new level of spiritual mastery. This is not something that sometimes we get wrapped up in this, well, you know, this is what I do before, but this is not what I thought. But the reality is, it is in that gap between the morning or the evening spiritual effort and the manifestation which colors it, colors it, fills it, the manifestation. So that comes down to the language Positive thought, through positive words, through positive interaction, through acts of kindness and love. Are we understanding that sometimes in order for us to see beyond our own experience, we have to be willing to look beyond the experience? Because you know, they just don't get it. I get it. They don't get it. That's why they're having a hard time. Well, guess what? time that they're having, we're not focused on. And what all they did wrong, we're not focused on. The good time we could be having, and all that we could do right. Les Brown said, you must take action now that we move you towards your goal. You must take action now that we move you towards your goals. And I get it. What does that look like? What is it going to look like reading a book on spiritual development? Ta-da! It's going to look like, oops, sorry, that's, that's the da-da, sorry. It's going to look like taking, taking the time out, investing time in one of the classes that we're offering. It's going to look like spending time with the practitioner. It's going to look like sitting down every morning without fail and doing the work. 
I know is that you have the ability to master that skill. You have the ability to call on every atom of the spiritual energy that you want and begin to practice. Begin to practice. And to experience into a possibility, into the manifestation that you desire. Are you really to do that? Maybe, maybe not. Possibly. Of course you are. Understand, the more you practice, the more you demonstrate. The more you demonstrate, the more clarity and grace, the more faith you express, the easier vibration. You are not here to accept what life offers to you. You are here to promote what you and express what you want to offer to life. Go and live that be the spiritual masters that you have come to, to this journey to be, and you will see just how wonderful life really is. Because life is wonderful. So are you. Right. So this is step.